thing to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique original stories videos content log on right at the website dipetro.com propane plus in rhode island for all your propane needs call them 401-885-4209 in massachusetts you can reach them at 508-252-3359 propane heating and cooling it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with Propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 you're listening to the John DePietro show it's AM 1380 99.9 FM you can always listen online at the website petro.com Well, the Biden document drama is just beginning, and it's not good. Let's go to some of the sound, especially that horrific press briefing yesterday in the uh, White House press office with that John Pierre, who was just getting hammered. He spoke to this personally. He, again, he believes that uh, classified documents and information should be taken seriously. He takes them seriously. And he was surprised to learn by any any records. I disagree. I disagree. Here's what happened. Here's what happened once in his very Well, let me, let me explain to you the process. Here's what happened when uh, his lawyers found out that the documents were there. They immediately turned them over uh, to their archives. But they, were but they the immediately took them, turned them over to the archives. The right I'm not going to go into specifics, but I'm going, I, what I'm reiterating to you is what you heard from the president yourself, Peter. Uh, which is how he saw the process and how he respects and truly uh, uh, respects and takes this very seriously and when he knew uh, and how surprised he was by it and the actions that, uh, the, the right actions that the lawyers took. Again, this is under, this is under investigation, is, is under review by the Department of Justice and we're going to let that process continue. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. What a gift for uh, Kevin McCarthy. How is this transparent? Let's hear this again. This is uh, Jim, the uh, White House press person, press, White House press secretary, Jean Pierre. That's what we're asking about. 
Hold on, here we go. Attorney General, he said shortly after the documents <clears throat> were uh, discovered, uh, they, they, that we did outreach, uh, the president's lawyers did outreach uh, to, uh, to the Department of Justice and archives. That's not what we're asking about. We're asking about... I'm telling you that there's a process. I just laid out what the process right. is. And I'm, and I'm telling you that process. we were trying to do this by the book, and it, it was an ongoing process. I'm not going to get beyond that, uh, it, but that is how this works. This was transparent when you sent all this information for more than two months. I mean, they are just going to, and rightfully so, as a matter of fact, absolutely rightfully so. Well, this is a gift for Kevin McCarthy. It's actually a gift for the Republican Party because now this puts Biden on his heels. I think this even throws off his plan to run. For, I mean, he he was basically running for re-election or going to. Uh, just because of the fact that with some of the other things that were uh, taking the attention off him, and on, on top of that, uh, they were basically keeping him, you know, hidden away. They can't do that anymore. So, but the Department of Justice appointing a special counsel to investigate after the White House admits more classified documents found in Biden's garage next to his prize Corvette. Listen, they have no one to blame but themselves on this. And the president was very, very outspoken. But that press briefing yesterday, uh, yesterday excuse me, with the uh, the White House press secretary, that that is one of those that, you know, everything is rolling along and they feel that they are completely in control and then you end up, you know, just completely getting hammered in this way. So I want to play a little bit more because this, it wasn't immediate. It, it built and it didn't get any better. And she really had a difficult time yesterday. Let me, hold on folks. Now again, she's okay when she's just like, reading her notes here we go Department of Justice here. If this is again, this is, 
I would refer you to Department of Justice on this particular issue that's being reviewed currently. On whether the Office of Director of National I would, Intelligence is I would, the National Security When it Service. comes to the review that we are currently speaking of right now, of these classified documents, I would refer you to Department of Justice. Go ahead. Uh, apart from those classified documents, the President did say that he was unaware of, of records being brought to that specific office. So aside from those, has he asked his lawyer, has he uh, looked into whether any other documents have been taken to any other uh, any other office that he has, whether in Wilmington or Rehoboth? Has there been any kind of like audit that's been done of uh, where where he may, where there may be others that he doesn't know about? I'm just not going to speak to this. I'm going to uh, let the process continue. It's an ongoing process, and so I'm just not going to... Uh, to speak to this from here. It is more prudent and more appropriate for my colleagues at the White House Council. Uh, on another note, you were, you were touting the uh, Q-Cells announcement uh, and the Inflection Reduction Act. Um, I just want to ask, though, you know, Governor Kemp in Georgia... Is uh, folks, again, this is House. yesterday the White House press briefing where that... I, I don't think she's that impressive, but she absolutely got hammered yesterday. At the press conference uh, with two of, of our closest neighbors, as you all know, and we're, he said regarding the documents documents and information and pete ducey really went after him and rightfully so sir house speaker chris Walsh. on the documents so this level this helps one final note on friday ahead of the president's trip to atlanta this weekend we will have a special i like that she was initially trying to just do a normal type of press briefing but the fact of the matter is you know, they were very aggressive towards Trump. This helps President Trump. This helps President Trump. And also, which doesn't it lead you to believe, like, what exactly is happening? How are they not keeping track of... With all of that said, you guys can start waking up now. Zeke, why don't you take us away? Well, that's not the one we're looking for. Let me just then find it where it comes in. What a disaster. As soon as his lawyers realized these documents were there, they did the right thing and immediately turned them over to the archives. As he said, his team is cooperating fully with the review. And uh, we also released a statement from the White House uh, Counsel's Office, as you know, on Monday, which had, uh, which, had, um, uh, which had information, detailed information about the particular situation. As my colleagues in the council have stated and said to all of you yesterday, this is an ongoing process under the review of the Department of Justice, so we are going to be limited on what we can say here. Uh, but but as, as, as the President told you, as my colleagues have said to many of you, we are committed to doing the right thing. Uh, doing the doing this in the right way, and we will provide further uh, further details uh, when it's appropriate. The right way, presumably, that means the transparent way. So, my question was, when was the president briefed? He said he was briefed. When did that briefing happen? Again, I'm not going to get into details. I'm not going to get beyond what the president shared yesterday. He laid out what he knew when he knew it. Uh, he laid out uh, how important it is. He sees it seriously, very seriously uh, when it comes to taking classified documents and information. Uh, I'm just not going to, I know you all are going to have a lot of questions on this, uh, but at this time I'm not going to go beyond uh, what the President said yesterday. I'm not going to go beyond what my colleagues from the White House Council uh, shared uh, with many of you 
uh, as well on Monday. And so I'm just going to leave it there. We want to be uh, prudent here and uh, and uh, make sure that uh, it is uh, that my colleagues really truly handle this issue. Can I go one more step at this? Because again, this is uh, a lot of importance to people. As I mentioned, this handling of classified information is important. These documents were discovered on November 2nd. This wasn't this didn't come public until my colleagues at CBS News uh, uh, reported this on Monday. Uh, that's more than two months later. Why was the public not informed? Very good question. Where's the transparency? Again, this was under review. Uh, this is under review by the Department of Justice. They were hiding it. I'm not going to go beyond what the president shared yesterday. I'm not going to go beyond uh, what the, my colleagues at the White House Counsel shared with all of you as well. Uh, look, what you, what you received from the White House Counsel on Monday was uh, had uh, complete details, a lot of details to all of you uh, on what occurred, and just not going to get beyond that. Uh, it is, a, again, an ongoing process. We're going to respect the process. As the, pres as the president said, his team handled it the right way. Uh, and uh, we're just not going to get ahead of the process from here. Thanks, Grant. Have you spoken to the president about these documents and their discovery? I have not. I have not spoken. For, well, first of all, I have not spoken to the president about any of this specifically because uh, he's laid out uh, what he knows. Uh, what a disaster. Now, all they're going to keep talking about is the process. Listen, I, I, she shouldn't have been there. She's in over her head. That is the White House uh, press secretary. And, and now, this is a good example of just how much she is. Now, as much as you know, some of the media is not going to want to cover this very aggressively, this is absolutely, uh, like I said, this is just a gift to Kevin McCarthy, the Republicans. And this, this does need to be investigated. I mean, listen, it was serious, obviously. Serious matter with the, uh, the situation regarding President Trump. That resulted in a raid at Mar-a-Lago. How, 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 how come they didn't raid the garage as the documents were next to his Corvette? All right, let's hear how the uh, Today Show is covering this story. Here we go. Um, right here. By documents, that decision coming amid new revelations about the discovery of additional materials from the Obama administration at the president's home in Delaware. We've got two reports this morning. We'll start with NBC's chief White House correspondent, Peter Alexander. Peter, good morning. Savannah, good morning. Republicans this week have been pressuring the attorney general to appoint a special counsel after he named one to investigate Mr. Trump's handling of classified documents. And after revelations that more documents tied to Vice, President's, Vice President Biden's time serving as vice president had been discovered, one as recently as Wednesday, Garland did just that. White House saying that it is confident that a thorough review will show that these documents were inadvertently misplaced. Oh. This morning, President Biden's handling of classified information is under growing scrutiny after <clears throat> Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that he's appointed a special counsel to investigate. The extraordinary circumstances here require the appointment of a special counsel for this matter. Garland naming Robert Herr, a former U.S. attorney in Maryland, appointed by then-President Trump to head up the inquiry. Garland also detailing the expanding timeline of discoveries. On November 2nd, the president's personal lawyers found fewer than a dozen classified documents at a former office in Washington, just six days before the midterm elections. And then on December 20th, they found another batch inside the garage of Mr. Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home. 
a location we got a glimpse of in this campaign video, where the president keeps his Corvette. My Corvette's in a lock garage, okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. People know I take classified documents and classified materials seriously. It wasn't until two months later on January 9th that the discovery of the first batch of documents became public following media reports. And just two days ago, another classified document was found in a room adjacent to the garage. Garland revealing that the Justice Department was notified of that yesterday. Overnight, NBC News learning one of the documents found at Mr. Biden's former office was marked with the highest classification in government. How? What's called top secret SCI according to a senior U.S. official and another person familiar with the matter. Last fall, President Biden slammed Mr. Trump for storing hundreds of classified materials at his Mar-a-Lago estate. How that could possibly happen? How one anyone could be that irresponsible? Mr. Trump last night again claiming that he had the right as a former president to retain classified documents, even though there's no evidence any of them had been properly declassified. You know, when Biden is admonishing me for documents that I'm allowed to have as president, I'm allowed to have. We were allowed to take this. Uh, many presidents took things with them. NBC News has also learned that federal law enforcement officials have now interviewed multiple aides who worked for then-Vice President Biden in the final days of the Obama administration. That's according to two people familiar with the matter. And among those aides, former executive assistant, a woman by the name of Kathy Chung, who helped pack up Mr. Biden's vice presidential office in January of 2017. Chung is now a senior aide to the defense secretary. The Pentagon referred our questions to the Justice Department, and Savannah, the White House, is not commenting. No, they're not commenting. Well, it's a complete disaster. It's their own making. Their own making. Now, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Also, on the Anna Walsh investigation, I was at the vigil in Cohasset, Massachusetts. But the big story, and, and again, the, the community there is reeling. Uh, it's, it's very gruesome what is happening. More and more you heard about Brian Walsh, more that comes out. But what is a big blockbuster that came out was apparently in 2014. He threatened to kill her. They weren't married yet. She was living in Washington. They had a long-distance relationship. According to a police report with the D.C. police, he threatened by phone to kill her and a friend of hers. And a year later, she still married him. But that definitely paints a picture that this seemingly was a long, troubled relationship. I was speaking to someone about this and said, you know, again, that that just goes to another level. If, you, if you're in a relationship with someone that you have to call the police because they are threatening to kill you, that that's you have to step back. That's, that's not the norm. I have no idea how they reconcile things. In the, the case, um, the charges didn't go anywhere because then she just wouldn't cooperate after that. But the fact that that's how far back that this went, and if someone that early on, in 2014, if he's threatening to kill her, um, you can only get some insight what the past couple of years have been like. Maybe that's why she was living in Washington. I mean, it's, it's an unknown. It's a bizarre case. Again, they have not located her body. They haven't located her. We may never... Uh, the search goes on. She still, it's a missing person case. It remains a missing person's case. But that report out of D.C. and just how that come up.
is um is uh well it's very alarming it is but as far as the biden document reads i think this puts him in jeopardy to be the candidate i think this puts him in, in jeopardy to be the candidate for 2024 i know i know he wants to run the wife wants him to run the first lady but this is a real uh you know this is exactly what they didn't need and in some ways with the republicans and kevin mccarthy this is a way to kind of bring them all together so it's a win for the republicans all right much more ahead you're listening to the john DePietro show for over 125 years ameriprise financial has provided advice for clients unique goals help millions of americans retire on their terms now as we're at the end of the year beginning of a new year why not take advantage of our free consultation call tom bryan today ameriprise financial 401-434-1510 offices located 400 massoyed avenue in east providence put the strength of a leader in retirement planning to work for for you through a personal one-on-one relationship call tom bryan today ameriprise financial advisors 401-434-1510 get solid advice get a plan whether it's for yourself you and a spouse maybe your children or grandchildren take advantage of this free consultation ameriprise financial 401-434-1510 call right now 401-434-1510 tom bryan ameriprise financial advisors Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. It's time for our legal segment. Joining us right now, he is our legal analyst expert. He's also Rhode Island, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. It's attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, let's start off with uh, the case that has really riveted the nation. It's a missing persons case right now. It still remains a missing persons case but this was the situation in Cohasset, Brian Walsh, and you have Anna Walsh. His wife is missing. Uh, the search was Friday, Saturday. Then a Saturday, they drained the pool. Sunday, they uh, obtained a search warrant. Sunday night, an unusual charge. You don't hear about that a lot of misleading police during the course of the investigation. And then Monday, the blockbuster in court of the fact that they believe they have a, uh, a knife, bloody knife they found in the basement. Hasn't been tested yet. And then he showed up at Home Depot uh, in in Rockland, purchased $450 worth of cleaning supplies. What's also interesting here, Tim Dodd, is he's, he's on like a form of house arrest. He doesn't have a GPS ankle bracelet, but he has one. It's a radio frequency. He's got to get permission to go out and about. They can, I, from what I understand, they can tell when he's been somewhere maybe for too long. On Sunday, he, he went to uh, Swampscott. Some different elements to this. But let's just start off some of your initial legal impressions of this case. Well, <laughs> he's not a very good criminal, that's for no. sure. Um, among the other telling um, aspects of this case, in addition to those that you have enumerated, is allegedly the cops or the prosecutors have um, put out information that this guy was on the internet looking for websites telling him how to dispose of a body of approximately 115 pounds. Right. Um, that's, that's the weight of his a, missing wife. That's just astonishing that he'd be yeah. such, I mean, as we've seen with the Idaho um, alleged killer and with this guy, 
Um, your cell phone tracks you. Your cell phone is spying on you. If you go on websites, that's easily discernible by the cops if they, you know, get a search warrant and obtain your um, computer or other electronic uh, devices. So when this guy goes online to find out how to dispose of a body, um, does that prove that he did it? No. Is it certainly great evidence to suggest that he did it? Obviously. Um, He's on home confinement. He's got a electronic tracking device. Um, after going on this website, as you said, he goes to Home Depot yeah. and buys $450 worth of cleaning supplies, wow. tarps, etc. Um, huh. Must have been really dirty in the basement. Yes. Then, then, he alle- <laughs> then he allegedly takes a trip to see his mother, gets lost... Um, takes yeah. what five or six hours i guess lost um in his mother's neighborhood which yeah. doesn't pass the laugh test it doesn't no. th- none of this is funny yeah. and if i'm chuckling it's only because the astonishing ineptitude and stupidity of this guy is just yeah. um like something we usually don't see um so he disappears for five or six hours claiming he got lost going to his mom's house he could have been disposing of um, instr- tools and instruments that he utilized if he, in fact, um, is the guy that perhaps disposed of the body. We don't know quite how he did it. We know that uh, the cops have had um, cadaver dogs out at the dump where they think that yes. um, his mother's uh, trash would have been disposed of. Yep. Um, you know, the 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 noose is tightening around him by the minute in terms of the evidence the cops are collecting. Um, Also, he he had tried to say that his wife had probably already left and was in um, DC. Right. All the while her phone is pinging uh, another electronic tell um, in um, the house on both new year's day. And then the Monday following January 2nd. Now, I guess yeah. all of these um, news stories, John, talking about these inept criminals, um, the Idaho um, killer and yep. this guy, um, perhaps will educate people who are looking to commit future crimes yeah. to leave their cell phone behind because it's spying on them every second that they're out there driving around or, right. you know, plotting what their location is clinging along as they're driving i mean they may not realize it but it's actually they're riding aloud around with it's it's a detector that's alerting eventually possibly law enforcement of of exactly what their path was yes and i think that the cops have in at least these two instances used electronic technology the the own suspects electronic devices to track him and to get evidence against the suspected um killer let's let's say um the trick is when you put this information out it kind of takes a card away from cops potentially in the future if someone is willing to commit the crime of murder 
intentionally and plans for it, these cases are kind of um, a primer in what what not to do if right. you're if you're in, in, intending to go out and commit such a heinous act. I mean, yep. you must presume anyone must presume if you're out and about uh, preparing to um, commit a significant crime. Everyone's got a Zoom video doorbell or whatever they call sure. those things. Ring, yeah. Ring, thank you. Ring video doorbell. Stores have surveillance cameras. Private yep. homeowners have surveillance cameras. I they mean, have, like, have them on video at Home Depot purchasing this. But Tim, let's let's play the devil's advocate. So he's got a good defense attorney, Tracy Minor. She's certainly been around. I find it interesting, as I had actually mentioned you off here. That when the police go in to talk to him Friday and Saturday, she's sitting right there in the living room. So much for the concerned husband. But let's just, you know, just for the sake of the fact that right now they have not found a body. So she's missing. Um, it, it sort of doesn't seem like it was it was planned. I mean, I, otherwise, if it had been, it would have gone to Home Depot. But let's just, you know, did you throw? Yeah, I was cleaning out my basement. I threw that stuff in the dumpster. Uh, she had been in the basement, so she was working on something, whatever, in the basement. She may have cut herself, so she found some of her blood. Um, we still don't know where she is. I don't know what happened with her cell phone. Maybe she left it behind, and then, you know, sometimes the kids are taking the cell phones. And, um, I mean, do you see is, – Tim, Dad, what, here's my question. Does this become – if you're his attorney, you're, you're looking to try to get some of this evidence knocked out in some way – now, granted, it's Massachusetts State Police. I think the FBI was even involved with this. But is that what it really becomes? They're going to try to just cast out or argue or get some of this evidence knocked out. Because then if you take away, you know, that he was looking online and looking for that and then or whatever it may be, I, I you know, again, I, I'm not I'm not saying it looks promising. But the right attorney getting some stuff knocked out, you know, stranger things have happened. But I want to hear your thoughts. Yes, I mean, the whole um, strategy, you are absolutely correct, would be to try to suppress and knock out as much evidence as possible. They'll do it in the Idaho case. They yep. tried doing it in the OJ case. You know, just yep. a point of reference that everyone knows OJ's case was all about the DNA and how it was collected. And um, was it a good search and a good collection of, you know, data to be scientifically analyzed sure now in this case if the evidence is not collected correctly um, preserved correctly if the chain of custody to the lab to do the um, dna testing let's say on whatever they find if that's compromised well that all is to the benefit of the defendant who's trying to keep out as much evidence as possible i mean let's assume as far as going online to see how you dispose of a body, you could say, well, I was, you know, I had time on my hands. I'm a home confinement. I was, you know, a armchair sleuth trying to see how someone would in fact do such a thing. Right. Or another missing person case. How does, how, what happened to my wife? Who could do this? If they did this, how would they have disposed of her? I want to know so I can be helpful. I mean, it's a, preposterous position to take and for him to articulate that he would have to testify in some form or fashion which i'm sure his defense attorney would never 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 want him to do um but 
one of the things that we don't yet have is the lab results from, I believe they found a knife and I think it was a yeah. hatchet that yep. he had disposed of in his mother's um, dumpster. Dumpster. Yep. Now, if Swamp, those Swamp things, Scott. if those come back with um, his wife's DNA blood mm -hmm. evidence, um, you know, that would be pretty compelling that, you know, it's not like the wife was um, chopping up an onion and cut her, cut her finger. Right. This would be a hatchet and a knife and whatever other instrumentalities they, they might find. Even if they never find the body, there mm. could certainly be enough to prosecute him based upon the circumstantial evidence and the science evidence if it comes back as as we think it will. Yeah. And again, I want to remind people, uh, as we're speaking right now, the tarp, whatever he did, we don't know where his movements were that Monday night. I think it's also interesting, Tim Dodd, they're not releasing if they know where he went that Monday night or Tuesday. If he was at the Home Depot, 4 o'clock Tuesday, excuse me, Monday, 4 o'clock Monday, January 2nd at the Home Depot, $450 worth of cleaning supplies, but also drop cloths, tarps. Obviously, something was going on. The, the, the question seems to be, I would think, where was he over that next 12-hour period? Um, it, it, you know, he's obviously seemingly hoping that nothing's going to turn up. But my question is, does this sound like, the, if it doesn't, but the, the stuff in the dumpster, would you say that this, this, there's enough here to warrant that they, they would bring a murder charge? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, th th that will happen, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that just like with the Idaho case, I think the cops are collecting a lot more information that they are not necessarily disclosing. Um, during right. the Idaho case, when the cops were keeping very quiet about what they were learning, they didn't have a suspect in custody. In this case, they've got the husband yeah. in custody and he's going mm. nowhere. You know, a few people have asked me, well, bail was set at a half million dollars. If he was to come in with the appropriate amount of money um, to post bail, would he be out? And the answer is no, because he would be held as in, on the underlying charge where he is awaiting sentencing um, he would be a violator of the terms of his temporary release, and he would be sent to jail um, until sentencing. Right now, he has been afforded the luxury, if you will, of being placed on a home confinement pending his sentencing. So that would be taken away, and he would be held at a prison until sentencing. So he's not getting back out on the street. To... Tim Dodd, he, he apparently can, did a good job, him and whoever the attorney was, convincing the court, listen, this is a nonviolent offender. It involves swindling someone with some art fraud. Granted, you know, large amount of money. Um, but does, what, what is, does it surprise you that not only was he still out, because I, I, I saw in the court that I think he was supposed to be doing 30, 30 months, but but that he, he didn't even have a GPS type of ankle bracelet. It, it's a seam that's he has to ask for permission. It's limited where he can go. Seems like he's almost on house arrest. And then they, they monitor him through a radio frequency. So any backtrack you can tell us on that? Well, it's not like a GPS no. homing device that they have some, you know, probation officer sitting at a computer screen watching right. every move that any yeah. defendant makes. 
it's they know the area that they're in in a general way and if somebody says i need to go to the market or i need to pick my kid up at school or i need to go to a doctor's appointment there's a certain um leeway time-wise where you know they randomly check they don't always check but if they check and you're not where you're supposed to be they'll come pick you up and drive you directly to the, the prison that services that area um so let's assume that he says, I've got to go to um, Whole Foods to go shopping and sure. pick up some stuff for the kids. And they figure out that uh, he's nowhere near the uh, Home Depot. And it looks like he's you know, in the area of uh, a popular local bar, just by way of example. Well, yep. if they then go out there and they find him at the bar and he's... Um, been not forthcoming he's been dishonest about his movements they will revoke the home confinement and he will be brought directly to prison he doesn't yeah. get a he doesn't get a court hearing he doesn't get to say judge it was a big mistake that he gets lugged and taken away folks quick break much more ahead our legal expert attorney tim dodd right here on the john petro show Next time you have an emergency, think AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center. And also, 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. AtMed Urgent Care, when you have an emergency, they specialize ambulatory medicine. They provide immunization, school, and sports physicals. At AtMed Urgent Care, they provide comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals families they're on duty at all times they're open seven days a week walk-in routine urgent care minor surgical now if you're in a car accident go to atman urgent care avoid the long wait at the emergency rooms they also do adult vaccinations laboratory testing atman urgent care when it's an emergency 1524 atwood avenue in johnston that's right in the atwood medical center and also 5750 post road east greenwich online at admedurgentcare.net speak with our legal expert it's attorney tim Dodd. tim i want to stay with this missing anna uh, walsh case brian walsh uh two other questions this device that he would be on now i i read that on sunday he told them that he forgot his cell phone and then he said when he got home, he realized it was under one of his, he claims, he, his son took it, one of his kids took it, put it under their pillow. D- does that mean, is it possible the device, the frequency of his home confinement is maybe possibly like an app on his phone? And, and you know, he's supposed to take it with him. He, from what I understand, he has permission to take the kids to school in the morning, come home, take them, pick them up in the afternoon. I, I think on a Wednesday they allow him to go grocery shopping. Is that would it? Do we know? Would it be like an app that they put on his phone? I, I can't be certain. This is Massachusetts, okay. and I'm not exactly yeah. sure what they would do in the area of. But um, I, I can't but it, say for certain whether okay. that would be the case. But now, it's he, not like an ankle bracelet. Meaning, so that. All right. He goes to the Home Depot on Monday afternoon, January 2nd at four o'clock. So my question is, if he could the day before, 
he he went to his mother's. It's my understanding he left at three and he came home at eight o'clock. And that's when he said, oh, yeah, you know, I got lost. She lives in uh, Swampscott. And then I went to CVS at a Whole Foods. They say they don't have them on video. It doesn't have receipts of that. But that leads me to believe that they they don't have his exact trail because he said, oh, I forgot my phone. So here's my my question. If, in fact, if it's like an app on the phone and maybe leading up to this, he says he's going to pick up the kids from school, come right home. He does that. He says, I'm going grocery shopping Wednesdays from 12 to 1, leaves at 12, comes home, comes home at 1. But if that's the case, it sounds like that Monday night, January 2nd, he could have been out of the house. And if he doesn't have the phone with him, it doesn't sound like they would have a, a trail of where he may have gone. And I think you're exactly right on that point. Yeah. With Let's assume that there is a linkage or an app between his phone and his monitoring device. If that's the case, that's the case. Let's yeah. assume that's not the way it works in Massachusetts. Maybe he read about the Idaho guy and said, oh boy, they tracked this guy in part with his phone. I better not take my phone with me. And he right. hides it under his kid's pillow yeah, um, and, and he did that Sunday. He right, did that New Year's Day. Right, so he was probably, again, to, to the point that we made earlier, if he's now hip to the fact that the phone spies on you every second that it's with you, um, he might have said, well, you know, this phone's not going to spy on me, and stuck it under the kid's pillow and went off to do his business. Mm. Because when they caught him at the Home Depot, they asked him, did you leave the house Tuesday? He said no. Um, excuse me, Monday again. I'm thinking January 2nd. That's why I'm saying the Tuesday. Did you, did you leave the house? No, I didn't. Now, they had a video of him at the Home Depot. And then he said, oh, wait a minute. I forgot. I took my son out for ice cream. It, he mentioned the town right next door to, to Rockland. So it, it doesn't sound like – here's the point I'm trying to get to people. If they knew his exact movements, then they wouldn't have to ask him these things because they would – no, it's exact movements. I saw an article where someone explained, let's just say with the radio frequency and the way it works, he goes to pick up his children at school. And if this is the way I understand, if he stops at a store to run an errand on the way home, you know, he's not the frequency. He's not way out of the distance. It's not as long as he doesn't take too long, but it's, it's not as defining on the moments as much as some people may think it is because I've heard from a number of people, this one guy who had an ankle bracelet GPS, he's like, no, believe me, they track every movement. That's not what this is. This seems to be, and I could see Tim Dodd, you know, he's got the three kids, uh, you know, the wife attractive. It wasn't a violent crime that he ripped someone off. They live, it's a beautiful town. So mistakenly, I could see where someone would say, yeah, this guy's really not like a big criminal threat. And it, I'm not going to say it was the honor system, but it, it's pretty loose with the, the house arrest if, in fact, it's really just an app on the phone. Well, yes, and until the wife goes missing, you're right. I mean, he's yeah. he's a guy that was got caught selling forged Andy Warhol um, right. paintings or yeah. prints or lithos, whatever he was selling. So they probably didn't think he was a high risk target to do anything further sure. in a criminal way. They had let him stay home. They had let him stay with the kids and take the kids to school. You know, that's not 
the way they would ever approach someone they thought to be a high risk um, sure. defendant of some kind, right? Yeah. Uh, but that also opens up the door that he may have been out that Monday night disposing of where whatever, you know, the tarp and so forth. Let me just ask you if you could clarify. And again, folks, speak with our legal analyst, Attorney Tim Dodd, about the bail. Now, they said it's 500000 cash bail. So, again, I had some people, oh, that's, you know, no big deal, $500,000 bail. You only have to put up 10%. So that's 50000 You get a bond. So you put up 1000 or 5000 and then it's not a big deal to get out on that bail. I, I don't. I, 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 someone else had told me that that's not how that works. Well, if it's cash bail, it's a cash bail, 500,000, half a million. 500. Now, if he can get a bail bondsman to underwrite that okay. in Rhode Island, he could get a bail bondsman to underwrite it. The bail bondsman, you know, might <clears throat> for a lesser sum post the full 500,000 on his mm. behalf. Wow. That that's the way it works. So let's assume the bail bondsman says to this guy, um, "How much do you have?" And he, well, I don't have the five hundred thousand. I've got two hundred thousand. Yeah. All right, give me the two hundred thousand, and I'll post the five on your behalf. Now, if the guy goes to all of his court hearings, etc., fine. If the guy skips, now the bail bondsman's on the hook for the five hundred thousand. And he either goes to find the guy and shakes it out of him, or the bail bondsman is now obligated uh, because the guy skipped to pay the five hundred. So, bail bondsmen's basically are assessing criminals and determining whether they want to take a risk um, bonding on their behalf. Because when it goes wrong, the bail bondsman can get stuck with a significant bill. When it goes right, the bail bondsman's making a, a, a tidy profit. Um, by posting. And, and how does the bail bondsman make money? Because I'm sure Tracy Miner, she's a criminal defense attorney. She might know of several that would put up, okay, you have two, give me the two. So he's really putting up three. And then how does he make money off of that? Well, he gets the two. And if okay. the guy goes to court, he keeps the 200000 He doesn't have to give any portion of it back to the guy. Okay. Um, and typically, bail bondsmen who are in that echelon would be um, – posting things like real estate they own you know they're they're not coming up with that money out of their pocket they're posting assets against the full the full amount of the bond yeah and And Dodd, though as we said it sounds those the feds are standing nearby you just got to wonder is it really even worth it he might need the two hundred thousand. let's just say if that's the amount for an attorney as opposed to it sounds like then the feds could just grab him for violating well, yeah, that's why in terms he, of his pro- parole. He, he's not going to excuse me, house arrest. This guy is not going to waste his time finding a bail bondsman or trying to scrape up the cash to post the bail, because right. even if he did, he's still going to be held as a violator because they got right. him for violating the terms of his home confinement. And he'll go to jail. Until, uh, I don't think he's been sentenced yet. He's awaiting sentencing and he's on yes. home confinement awaiting sentencing. So even if he posts the full 500, here you go, court, here's 500,000 in cash. They'll say, great, but you're still not getting out because you're being held as a violator and he'll still be held in jail. So there's no Mm. point to him posting or talking to someone to post on his behalf because he's not going anywhere. Tim, no more home confinement for this guy? No. 
it's getting cold already this winter keep your family your employees warm with matthews oil company call them today 401-942-7500 matthews oil company 24-hour emergency service for over four generations they make it easy to keep your home comfortable and safe trusted oil delivery call matthews oil company today 401-942-7500 you can find them online matthewsoil.com matthews oil premier dealer rhode island delivering the highest quality heating fuels at matthews oil they take pride providing reliable affordable service for you and your family celebrating 90 years of service call them now it's going to be a cold winter get that tank filled call matthews oil company today 401-942-7500 in an emergency they offer 24-hour emergency service matthews oil company 401-942-7500 24-hour emergency service right jim yes and 24 for right now it is expensive for people you'll work out payment plans for individuals with oil yes we have budget plans we have uh we also take state uh we take state heating assistance we belong to every city and towns uh community action groups we've participated with that for 20 years we're actually 30 or 40 now since the 80s I so Brian Walsh in court prosecutors say investigators found blood and a bloody damaged knife in the basement of the home in Cohasset he was captured on surveillance tape video buying cleaning supplies tarps on January 2nd so that was the Monday the weekend search turned up blood in the basement bloody broken knife he bought the tarp buckets mops and tape at Home Depot in Rockland on the Monday she was last seen on the morning of January 1st so they're asking for 500,000 bail so this is very significant damage knife in the home he's also by the way supposed to be home on home confinement so he's been arraigned this Brian Walsh being arraigned and blood found knife uh four hundred dollars worth of cleaning supplies from home depot so this story obviously has just gone to another level with this on a walsh i think it's now it's just a matter of so now we get an idea the picture gets clearer so that they the question now is where she is the fact that they found these things um last seen i mean this is really incredible what is taking place right now uh as we speak and what they have found out and that's why they have um this is just some of the sound right now the defendant is charged under the intimidation that being misleading the police in the course of an investigation the investigation was into the um, missing person of Anna Walsh Anna uh, is the wife of this defendant she's 37 years old they have three children two four and six Anna Walsh was last seen on New Year's Day about uh, 
between 4 and 6 a.m. in the morning. The defendant indicated that she left the house to go. Uh, she works in Washington, D.C. Uh, the defendant indicated in the subsequent interview that she left the house around 6 a.m. taking an Uber or Lyft to go to the airport um, where she was going to go to work uh, in D.C. That was the last time uh, she was seen. Uh, in the course of the investigation, um, police were notified around January 4th by her employees in Washington, D.C. that she had not shown up for work on January 4th. Uh, that was the first time that she was uh, notified that she was missing. Up until this point, the defendant had not notified anyone that she was missing. In uh, the investigation was determined that she actually had a plane ticket for January 3rd, which she did not use, and did not show up at the airport nor her D.C. job or her apartment in D.C. Um, it was indicated that the defendant, um, uh, they checked, uh, police checked during the course of this investigation. There was not a Yuba uh, or any kind of lift that had picked her up on January 1st. Uh, in fact, in the course of the investigation, it was determined that her cell phone pinged in the area of the house, which is uh, located on Chief Justice Cushing Way, that her phone pinged on the first and the second which is after the defendant had said she had left. Additionally, the defendant right now was on uh, house arrest, uh, pending sentencing in federal court. Part of that probation and condition, he was to report his whereabouts if he was to leave the house. Um, he indicated, in, as part of the investigation, when police spoke with him, that on January 1st, he went to his mother's house. However, it took him a lot longer because he got lost going to his mother's house in Swampskin. He also subtly indicated and stated to the police that he went to Whole Foods and CVS. Police uh, subsequently did surveillance and checked. There was no surveillance or indication that he went to Whole Foods, nor CVS. He indicated he purchased some items. There's no receipts for him having purchased that. He then returned home. Surveillance uh, uh, was checked by several police during this time frame. These statements caused a lot of delay as part of the investigation as police now were focusing on the North Shore. He further indicated that on January 2nd, as he was supposed to report in, that the only time he left is that he went to take his son for some ice cream. Surveillance checked during the investigation indicated that defendant, in fact, on January 2nd, sometime after 4 o'clock, went to the Home Depot, um, which is in Auckland. He's on surveillance at that time, purchasing about $450 worth of cleaning supplies. That would include mops, bucket, tops, um, TVEX, uh, drop cloths, uh, as well as various kinds of tape. Uh, he's on surveillance at that time uh, on January 2nd, even though he said he never left the house. Uh, police obtained a search warrant and actually searched the house. Um, with crime scene services. During that time, they found blood in the basement. Um, blood was found in the basement area, as well as a knife, which also contained some blood. Um, Could you repeat that last time? Yes. Uh, in the basement, uh, crime scene services uh, recovered and found blood in the basement area, in a section of the basement. There was also a knife that was found. On the knife, there was also blood. Uh, and part of the knife was damaged. Your Honor, um, 
these various statements caused a delay uh, in the investigation to the point that during the time frame when he didn't report his wife and gave various statements that allowed him time to either clean up evidence, uh, dispose of evidence, um, in causing a delay. Uh, as of this time, uh, Anna Walsh has not been found. Um, so because of that, the Commonwealth is asking 500000 cash bail. All right. Obviously, bombshell revelations from Brian Walsh in court. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. We... The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn.